I begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful and the most high. And I send my peace and blessings and salutations upon our final messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. SubhanAllah, we find ourselves in some very testing times. We find ourselves right now in some very uncertain times uh, where many of us right now, uh, we are not sure what is happening Right. Many of us right now, we are being tested with our wealth. Many of us right now, we are being tested with family. Many of us, we are being tested with our health. And this is actually a famous hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, which we can all learn from and we, which we can all relate to. That there are two blessings in particular, which most people, majority of people, the Prophet ﷺ says, that they waste away, that they underappreciate, that most people they do not capitalize on, they do not make use of. What are these two blessings? Al-Sihha, number one, and number two, Al-Faragh. That the first one is health, and the second one is free time. These two blessings, having good health, having strength, having the ability to do things, and then secondly, having free time, where you're not pre preoccupied, where you're not busy, where you are not tied down with different things. The Prophet says these two blessings in particular are ones that majority of people, they do not appreciate. And subhanAllah, we find ourselves in a situation where many of us now, we are um, conscious of our health, where many people that we may possibly know from our family, from our friends, have been affected. Uh, and, uh, and many of them may be affected by, subhanAllah, you know, COVID-19, the coronavirus, this disease that has been spreading so rapidly throughout the world and has literally brought the world on its knees to a stop. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. And even with this as well, the second one, uh, which is, um, you know, uh, having free time. Now we find ourselves in a situation where many of us are self-isolating. Many of us are in quarantine. Many of us are working from home. We're spending a lot more time at home, which means that we have a lot more free time. SubhanAllah. So this is a reflection point for many of us where we need to capitalize on these two um, and this is the reminder that I thought I would begin with on this blessed day of Friday on this blessed day of Jumu'ah but actually one of the main things that I wanted to speak about today was in these testing times and subhanAllah normally in testing times is when a believer when a true believer shines in moments of darkness a true believer shines in moments of difficulty that is where a true believer comes out on top. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions how he will test people and how he will test mankind in general. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah, he mentions the different things that he will test us with. That Allah says that we'll test you through different ways. We'll test you with things to do with fear. We'll test you sometimes with things to do with hunger. We'll, we'll test you sometimes with loss of life, with loss of wealth. And again, that's, that's what we're experiencing right now. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us good news at the end of this verse. He says, وَبَشِّرِ sabirin That uh, give good news, O Muhammad, to us sabirin the people of sabr, the people of patience, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبًا That those who, when a difficulty or a calamity afflicts them, قَالُوا They say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ They say that to Allah we belong and to Allah we shall return. Because this is a reminder that everything in life is temporary. 
and really the reality is that everything we have whether it's our jobs whether it's our wealth whether it's family whether it's health whether it's time this all belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it was never ours to begin with as Allah says in the Quran that we will inherit all of this once once uh, we have taken the souls of these people Right. So one of the key qualities that a believer needs to bring into their lives during these testing times is known as tawakkul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he speaks about tawakkul in many, many verses. One such verse Allah says, This is in Surah Al-Talaq. He says, Whoever has tawakkul in Allah, then Allah is sufficient. Allah is enough. For this individual, subhanAllah. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet, فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ When you, O Muhammad, when you have azam, when you have a firm, resolute intention to do something, in other words, when you are determined to do something, فَتَوَكَّلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ Then have tawakkul in Allah. Why? إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَوَكِّلِينَ For surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loves the people of tawakkul. Imagine this, that Allah is saying that he loves the people of tawakkul. Meaning, why does Allah say this? And what should this motivate us to do? It should motivate us to become from among these people who have tawakkul so that we can earn the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And trust me, the love of Allah is not earned lightly. It's not something that's just easy to earn. You know, let me give you an example. If you want to earn the love of someone in a high, high position, if you want to earn the love of a king, you don't just, you know, you don't just do something small and, and all of a sudden they love you and they favor you and, you know, they, they, they give you, uh, you know, gifts and they shower you with their generosity. That's not how it usually works, you know. In order to earn the love of someone important, someone VIP, someone who is, who has a high position, right? You have to do, you have to go out of your way, right? You have to make extra effort to earn the love of that person. We're talking about the master of all masters, the king of all kings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Lord, our master. And we need to go out of our way. It's not going to be easy just to earn his love. So clearly, what does this mean? That tawakkul is something that isn't just going to be something very light. It's not just going to be something which is very, very easy. Rather, tawakkul is going to be something which will require effort, it will require a bit of difficulty, and it will require us to go out of our way. So we normally translate tawakkul as, you know, having reliance in Allah, having hope in Allah, placing our trust in Allah. But there is a, a deeper meaning to tawakkul. And we can learn this from the Quran. One dua, in fact, that you should all memorize. One dua that you should all recite and implement into your daily lives. It is one of the most beautiful statements. It's mentioned in the Quran. Is Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. What is this statement? Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. Okay. So this is in the Quran, of course, no doubt. Allah speaks about the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu how uh, Allah says that when they received news, right, uh, of fear, something that was supposed to shake them, rather fazadatum imana, it actually increased them in iman, it increased them in faith. وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ And they said, حَسْبُنَ Allah. Allah is enough for us. Allah is sufficient for us. No matter what I'm going through right now, no matter who I've lost, no matter what I've lost, Allah is enough. Allah is sufficient. وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ And He is the best of wakils. 
he is the best wakil out there. So again, you know, this is a dua that we should all memorize and recite on a daily basis. And it's even said, by the way, if you read the tafsir of the story of Ibrahim salam, which is mentioned throughout the Quran. But as you all know, Ibrahim salam, he was thrown into the fire, right? He was thrown into the fire. And what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't allow this fire to harm Ibrahim. Rather, Allah says in the Quran that uh, he called out to the fire, Ya naru kuni barudan wa salaman ala Ibrahim. O fire, become cool and peaceful and safe for Ibrahim. Normally, what's fire supposed to do? Fire is supposed to harm you. It's supposed to burn you, right? But Allah is the master of that fire. Allah controls the fire, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala controls all things. Allah has power over all things. Inna Allah ala kulli shay'in qadir. Allah has power over everything. Where we don't have power, we are powerless. Allah has that power. So it is said, if you read the tafsir of these verses, that Ibrahim alayhi salam, he recited this dua as they were throwing him into the fire. He said, Allah, Allah is enough for us. And he is the best wakil. He is the best protector, best guardian. And subhanAllah, what did Allah do? Allah protected him from the fire. So we are not being thrown into a fire, right? We are no doubt going through difficulties, but we're going through dif different types of trials and tests and tribulations and difficulties and calamities in our own lives. But just remember to make this to us. What does it mean? What does the word wakil mean? One way of understanding it could also be the fact that when you look into you know, Islamic law, you will find this word wakil mentioned. Wakil is uh, in English, in legal terms, what is known as the power of attorney. If I have a power of attorney, you know, and, and I, I assign someone to be my power of attorney. It's a process you have to go through, but that person can manage my finances. You know, that person in, in Islamic law can do many things on your behalf. It's your guardian, in other words. I can have a guardian who manages things on my behalf. And that guardian is usually someone that I trust. That guardian is usually someone that will make the best decisions in the best of my interests. Someone who's trustworthy, someone who's going to do things for my good. Right? So Allah is our wakil, meaning we transfer our responsibilities, we transfer everything to Allah, we leave things with Allah, we trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do things uh, in the best of our interest and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have our back no matter what happens. When everyone else has left us and isolated us and, and, and left us alone, Allah will be there, He has our back. This is the true meaning of wakil. So tawakkul means to make Allah your wakil and to really have that full hope and trust and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, you would have heard of a narration. There's many ahadith that speak about tawakkul. There's many hadith collections, many hadith books that literally have chapters on tawakkul, how to implement tawakkul, how to understand tawakkul. And very briefly, in the short time that we have, I want to share a few of these and how we can understand it. Two in particular. The first one that I will uh, begin with, it's mentioned in uh, the Sunan of Imam At-Tirmidhi and others, which is um, the, the hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an how he narrates that a man came to the Prophet ﷺ. A man came to the Prophet ﷺ to ask him a question. And he asked the Prophet ﷺ, O Messenger of Allah, should I tie my camel and then have tawakkul? Or should I not tie my camel and have tawakkul? So what did the Prophet ﷺ say? He says, 
He says, tie it, tie your camel, and then have tawakkul in Allah. So this is a famous narration of the Prophet ﷺ. What does it mean? How, like we've heard this before. How can we understand this? Tie your camel, then have tawakkul. Firstly, and the thing that I always mention, the example that I always give, is that many of us, we might not be able to understand um, you know, uh, tying the camel because when we, you know, how many of us really, I can see in some of the, the comments, you know, like how many of us really are, are from a place where we're riding camels on a daily basis? You know, not many of us, right? In fact, the majority of us, we're used to different modes of transportation. We're used to driving cars. We're used to boarding trains. We're used to going on a bus. We're, we're used to riding a bike, right? Motorbikes, etc. Um, we're not used to camels, okay? Whereas in the time of the Prophet that was the most relevant example to give because that was their mode of transport. They would literally hop onto a camel and they would travel. So tying your camel, what does that mean? If you don't tie your camel and if you didn't tie your camel, then the camel would just go stray. The camel would wander off. So when you come back, the camel's not there. Okay, It's like you parking your car in a huge car park. Okay. And uh, you've parked it up in a place, but because the car park has different floors, different stories, right, different levels, you come back, you know, from shopping or you come back from your meeting and you're confused. Where's my car gone? Your car's still there. Your car's still there, right? But that's that's up to us. Like, you know, you've lost it. You're like, which is it on level one? Is it on level two? Um, you know, it, there's so many similar cars. I have a red car. There's so many red cars here. So how do we understand tying your camel? It means lock your car. How many of us, when we park our cars up, whether it's on our driveways, whether it's uh, in a car park, whether it's at, uh, on, on a side road, right? How many of us leave the car door open? Sometimes we lock the car, we lock it again just to make sure that it's locked, right? Now, what, let me tell you what tawakkul isn't before I tell you what tawakkul is. Tawakkul isn't parking your car and then, you know, coming out of your car, exiting from your car and then saying and thinking to yourself, I don't need to lock my car actually. Why? Because I'm going to have tawakkul in Allah. I'm going to have tawakkul in Allah. Like Allah, He's my protector. Allah promised that He's going to protect me. Allah has my back. Allah is my wakil. So I'm not going to lock my car. No, in fact, I'm going to leave it unlocked. In fact, you know what? There's My windows are still open. I'm going to leave the windows open. In fact, you know, I've got my laptop in the back. I've got, uh, you know, some, some valuable belongings in the back. I'll just leave it in there. No problem. Because Allah has my back. And, I, and, and this person walks off and, and goes and does their thing, goes home and leaves a car like that. The next day, most likely, what will they find? That their laptop has gone. The car's probably been stolen. And then they're going to say, what? I had tawakkul though. Right? That is not what tawakkul is. So coming back to the hadith of the Prophet that you tie your camel, meaning you lock your car, you shut the windows, you take the belongings out, you do what you can in other words, and then you leave the rest to Allah. That's why the, the dua that we recite when we leave our homes is what? Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allah. In the name of Allah, and I have placed my full reliance on Allah. Meaning that you're supposed to lock your house, you're supposed to do what you can, right? If you need security, you have security cameras, you have all of that in place, right? And then you have tawakkul in Allah. It's not leave your house windows open, your house doors open, you know, leave all your uh, belongings out and, and, and open invitation for anyone to come in. No. So tawakkul means that you do what you can. 
And this is found in the example of the Prophet The Prophet he used to do this all the time. If the Prophet needed money, so for example, many of us, perhaps our jobs have been affected today. Many of our jobs have been affected. Why? Because we have to work from home. Maybe we're not earning the same as we would have earned had we been outside. But no, because we have to uh, self-isolate at home. So, you know, when it comes to rizq, or when it comes to jobs, when it comes to earning money, the Prophet never sat at home and just expected money to come. No, the Prophet had tawakkul in Allah, yes, but he used to go out of his way and do whatever he needed to do. So meaning he would go out, he would trade, he would buy and sell, he would travel, he would make effort, and then he would leave the rest to Allah. That, oh Allah, whatever is in my rizq, whatever you have written for me, that's how much I will earn. So likewise, you know, we don't just say, okay, I have tawakkul, so I'm not going to apply for any jobs. I'm not going to uh, turn up for any interviews. I'm not going to work hard whilst I'm you know, in, in the workplace. I'm not going to do anything. Why? Because I have tawakkul in Allah. He'll provide. No, this is the wrong understanding. Rather, we do what we can. We go out of our way. We work hard. You know, we apply for jobs. We take whatever Allah has given us. Then we leave the rest to Him. So similarly, with our health, if we are ill, if we are suffering from an illness, from a sickness, if, if we, as an example, may Allah protect us, have been affected by what's happening right now with COVID-19, with the uh, coronavirus, which is spreading, right? So what do we do? We don't just, uh, we're not just careless. We don't go to large gatherings. We don't just, uh, you know, not wash our hands. We don't go and shake hands and hug every person that we see and ignore the guidelines that have been given to us by medical experts and, and, and ulama and scholars and so on and say, no, 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 it's fine. Allah will take care of me. No, that's the wrong understanding. Rather, what do we do? We, we do what we can. So if that means, you know, we stay indoors, we stay indoors. If that means we regularly wash our hands, we wash our hands. If that means we avoid going to gatherings, then that's what we need to do. If that means we need to take medication, you take medication. Because we live in a world of means. Allah has given you the means. Allah has given me the means, right? We take from the means and then we leave the rest to Allah. Then whatever happens is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah decrees one thing, then that is exactly how it's going to go. The final hadith that I'm going to share with you, with you all, on the topic of tawakkul is uh, an amazing hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he speaks about a specific animal. Allah talks about a specific creature, which is birds, right? And, and the Prophet says, again, I believe in the Sunan of Imam Tirmidhi and others uh, who narrate it. He says that, لَوْ أَنَّكُمْ تَتَوَكَّلُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ حَقَّ تَوَكُّلِهِ لَرَزَقَكُمْ كَمَا يَرْزُقُ الطَّيْرِ كما قال. He says that, had, if you only had the level of tawakkul, the level of tawakkul, the truest form of tawakkul, right? if only you had that proper level of tawakkul, then Allah would have provided for you like He provided for the birds. Allah says, Allah would have provided for you like He provides for the birds. Why? What's so special about birds? He says, uh, you know, that the birds, when they leave early in the morning, they leave on an empty stomach. They leave hungry. But when they return back in the evening, they return back with, an, with a full stomach, subhanAllah, right? As think about birds, what do they do? Birds on a daily basis, when they leave from their nest, 
In other words, when they leave from their homes, birds, they fly, and they have no idea what they are going to eat that day. They have no idea what they're going to earn that day. They have no idea what is in their rizq that day. But birds have tawakkul. Birds have tawakkul in Allah. That when they leave their nest that morning, they have tawakkul that Allah will provide. But tawakkul in the true form, the truest meaning, which is that I'm not going to sit in my nest and, and just relax and wait for some something to come my way. That's not how it works. So the birds, they still go out every single morning. They leave from their nest. They make effort. And that's where we come into it, right? Where sometimes, you know, you're sitting in a park. You're sitting somewhere on a bench. You're sitting outside uh, your workplace, <clears throat> right? You're walking somewhere and you see birds. They're, 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 you know, they surround certain places, right? They're walking in a certain place. And they're literally, what are they doing? What do birds do? They are literally pecking and, and eating, you know, bits of bread that they find on the floor, right? Bits of leftover food, something, uh, you know, a container that someone has, has thrown in the bin. You see birds coming, right? Different birds coming and eating from it, right? This is their rizq. They had no idea when they left their nest in the morning what they were going to eat. That was their rizq, right? Those small things that, you, that, you find on, that they find on the floor, that is their rizq. So when they return back to their homes, their nests in the evening, they have what? Full stomachs. They say, Alhamdulillah, you know, I left in the morning, I had no idea. Now you compare that with us. Two things that I mentioned. Number one is that we're not like birds in the sense that we have no idea. Alhamdulillah, most of us are in that position. Are there people in the world, uh, around the world, in third world countries, in war-torn countries that have that experience? Yes, there are, subhanAllah. May Allah make it easy for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for them. But Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us that on most days, if not every day, for most of us, we wake up in the morning and we know that we have food in our homes. We know that we have a secure job. We know that, you know, we're going to have breakfast, we're going to have lunch, we're going to have dinner, we have snacks, we have tea time in between. We know that we have, uh, you know, a set income every single month that's coming in. Sometimes a bit less, sometimes a bit more. Alhamdulillah, we have that. We're not like birds in that sense, where we're complete, we, we have no idea what's happening, right? And we should be grateful to Allah for this. That yes, you know, there is some difficulty now. And maybe our risk is being affected slightly by this. But Alhamdulillah, this isn't permanent. And we compare ourselves always to people uh, in, in other parts of the world. In places like Syria, in places like Palestine, Yemen, Kashmir. Right, what's happening in India now, subhanAllah, where people are on lockdown non-stop, permanently, throughout their lives. So this is one point. And the second point is that tawakkul of the birds is that they still make effort. They still make effort every morning. They leave, right? They leave early, early morning and they put their trust in Allah, but they do what they can on their part. And this is exactly what we need to do, where we wake up and we are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we still put our effort in. We still do, do what we can and then we leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Bringing it back to those verses. Whoever has tawakkul in Allah, Allah will be enough for that person. Allah loves the people of tawakkul. Allah says, Allah is enough as a wakil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, have tawakkul in the one who is everlasting, the one who will never perish, will never die. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and this is the benefit of tawakkul this is the the correct understanding of tawakkul and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us this understanding we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the people of true tawakkul and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease the situation that we are in right now we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that those who are currently ill those who have been affected we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure them to give them a, a speedy recovery we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to place ease in all that we do and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to reach the blessed month of ramadan and with that i will end واقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا انه هو الغفور الرحيم uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all uh, all the umfid family tuning in from all across the world keep us and the entire ummah in your duas on this blessed day of friday may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept this gathering from us and may he make us uh, from those who are grateful and may he allow this gathering online to be a means of forgiveness for our sins wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh